day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 89 of the Genesis Gems podcast, where we will be covering Rampart, not to be confused with Rampage. But anyways, I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron Hickman. Hey, hey everyone. What's up? I used to always get that confused, like, when I was loading up a ROM. I'm like, I want to play some Rampage, and I click in Rampart, and I'm like, oh, that's not Rampage. (laughs) (laughs) Those, those aren't the monsters. Very similar <laughs> games about destruction. That's right. Now, they, <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, Ram, Rampage was not on the Sega Genesis. That's so. right. Like I remember the like Sega Masters. NES or my SNES days of ROM playing. That usually happened. But anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, episode eighty nine. This is one of our quickest turnarounds. We uh, had this one planned, and then we didn't quite do it immediately. Did the Sonic three D Blast, and now we're here. And I th- yeah. What, what's this like the first show in probably six months or more that we've just been the two of us? Whew, just the two of us. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of the last. Yeah, the last time was that long ago, and it's kind of crazy because I was just talking to Nick before the show. I was like, man, I don't remember what it's like to just talk to you by yourself, one on one, as friends, as equals. That's right. <laughs> No, it, it, it's great. It's it's great catching up uh, with you, buddy. And, uh, you know, I think it was a long time coming for us just to, like, get back to our normal format. Yep. Uh, it, it's great to have guests on, and we've appreciated the guests who have been on. But, oh, man, uh, yeah, sometimes it's just cool to to go back to what you know. Yeah, and it's, it's always a little difficult to schedule when you have another person, so... And you, or a three-person podcast in general. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three and or it, more. And we have that issue with the Bit Brothers sometime. You know, four of us. <laughs> it's not always all four. Or, I don't know, we probably reschedule that more than anything. But it's just, it's... it. And, and I, you probably noticed this too. Like, when I first started podcasting, I'd podcast three or four times a week, no problem. But, like, as you, get, yeah. as you go on and on, it's just like, oh, man. You're, yeah, and then it's like, okay, well, what's taking priority now? Yeah. Or <laughs> it's like, oh, wait. Are my kids still up? Do they need something? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you probably had the same experience. My kids were much younger when I first started, so they slept yes. a whole lot more. A lot of naps, oh, early nights. Yeah. Now, not so much. Now they're in. A lot of stop talking. Yeah. Stop talking. Yeah. No. <laughs> now there's. They, they mostly slept. Yeah. yeah. Of course, now there's what's, you know, school activities and after school activities. And it's just all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. No, that's, that's so true. There's so much more extracurricular and. Uh, you know, I have, uh, one daughter cat, uh, who I think it was the night I did the SNES podcast. Uh, so I guessed it on that show recently, which I think you guys should check out. You really dig that one. Um, but so that night <laughs> she woke up at about one in the morning <laughs> And I didn't realize she was up, and she apparently found herself on the computer, and she was, this is my seven-year-old, she was up on the computer from one to five in the morning, which sounds like something I would have pulled (laughs) when I was that young. Uh, But, oh boy, I was just like, kid, you you need to sleep through the night. Like, (laughs) you don't need to be on screens. I know, you know, summer's starting, but... uh, Yeah, it's like a, a little mini me. I try to tell myself not to stay up and play video games. It's <laughs> the same problem. That is hilarious. Yeah, my my boys would. 
I think where their bedrooms are so close to like my office where I stay up late, they don't sneak out. So if they if they do stay up late, they're I did catch my oldest like under the covers with his iPod one time like watching shows. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he, he didn't think yeah uh, I knew what was going on, but I knew. You knew. <laughs> oh, man. How old are your your sons now? Eleven and eight. Crazy. Whew. I know. Yeah. Yeah, mine are uh, twelve. Uh, 12, 10, and 7. Wow. It's going to yeah. be like teenage time soon. <laughs> I know. Wow. You know, by the time we finish Genesis Gems and cover every Sega game, we'll be elder statesmen That's of right. the podcast world. Great-grandchildren <laughs> and everything going on. That's right. And they'll be doing podcasts about the Xbox 360 and how old so it old. was. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, the Switch. It'll be the Switch. It'll be Oh gosh. Telling uh you know, their their friends and grandkids about the days they played the Switch. It's so great. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, and I, th- there's always people try to write rules about what's what's retro, but yeah, I don't know that there's a official rule out there for that. No, I, I think uh, we, we've had this discussion before about like what the cutoff is for retro uh, on various shows, uh, Genesis Gems or otherwise, and it really depends on when you grew up, and the good rule of thumb is, is it at least 20 years old? Well, it, 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 but there's another thing that comes into play, which is like, well, does it actually feel retro? <laughs> <laughs> I like the 20 years. That sounds good. Why not? Yeah, 20, 20 years. But then you you think back and you're like, oh, shoot, man. We're coming up on the 20-year anniversary of the Wii. Is that retro? <laughs> oh, or am funny. I just old? It's funny you say that because <laughs> I, I just hooked mine back up like two months ago. The kids wanted to play it, so I bought one of those nice HDMI cables for it and got the Wiimote to charge back up and couldn't find my sensor, so I had to buy a generic sensor on Amazon for like five bucks and got it going again. Sweet, man. Yeah. That means I'm yeah, gonna have to play not... Mad. I'm gonna have to play Mad World finally. I bought that game like three years ago. Hey, Platinum I'm Games, man! Never put it in. They've had quite the career of, of hit and miss games. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it was like they 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 did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that was only out for six months before it got pulled. Isn't that awful? I had it, <laughs> but it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it just did not review well. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Bayonetta, so. Yeah, Platinum's good. And I haven't played that Astral Chain yet. Have you, have you checked that out? I have heard really good things it about so it. so good. But um, I tend to go against the grain <laughs> when it comes to actually buying things for the Switch. Nah, I know. Uh, I'm so far behind the curve that I still haven't played you know, the latest Mario or Zelda game. Which, you know, to be fair, I am on a Sega podcast that should be <laughs> should be par for the course. But, yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. It'll all it'll all work out, I guess. <laughs> oh boy! I remember my kids they uh, they use Bayonetta on the Smash Brothers a few times, and my youngest is like, "Can I play this game?" I was like, "Nope." <laughs> no, yep, sir. She is a Smash character, but you're not playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kiddo. When you're thirty. Oh, that's great. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think my uh, kids. I don't know. Uh, 
my oldest have played Smash, but they played an older one. Uh, I think. No, you know what? It was when I lived with my brother for a little bit. They they got to play Smash on the Switch, but otherwise, I think maybe on the Wii a little bit. Okay, cool. Yeah. I uh, I finally got used to using a controller that wasn't a GameCube controller, only because I lost my uh, my GameCube controller I had for the Switch just to play Smash on. So I started yeah. using the Pro Controller, and I, I remapped the buttons to where I could actually use it and not feel lost. So it's <laughs> kind of cool because I, I played. Know, about that GameCube controller is, is I don't know. It's pretty sweet just having a giant action button. Yeah, and I I played Smash so much on the GameCube. I think that's where I just got used to it. Plus, that controller is just so comfortable in the hand. But, anyways, <laughs> we are the Genesis Gems podcast, and you can check we us are. out on the Bitbros Network. And check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash bitbros. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash bitbrothers. Uh, we have a new website, which is, what is it, bitbrosnetwork.com? I gotta I keep forgetting to write that down. <laughs> yeah, bitbrosnetwork.com. I had it right. So that's where uh, you can find Good. the new seg- uh, Genesis Gems podcast website. Just go there, click on the Genesis Gems link, and all of our stuff's there. All the episodes, cool. the ranking, uh, slowly getting articles on there from Nick D. Sorry, buddy. I think I got like four or five up there. So. But uh, check that out. Two Dudes and an S is there. And then, of course, our BitBros Network uh, podcast is there. You can listen to everything there. It's a pretty nice little website. So check it out. Uh, GenesisGemsPodcast.com is still active. I went ahead and renewed that for another year, um, mainly because I forgot, not because of any strategic reason. <laughs> so that's still going on. <laughs> so you guys can uh, check that out as well. But uh, our email is also there. We love emails. So send us one at GenesisGemsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at GenGems. And, of course, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those great areas of podcast listening for your pleasure. So, uh, yeah. There you go. And Aaron, I apologize. I did not post an Ask Aaron um, question, so we'll do that the next episode. I completely forgot. Shame. I, yeah, I know. But I, <laughs> I, I think we had a, you know, we, we, we got some good catching up to do here soon. Um, or we no, already it's did. All, it's all good. And, it's all good. And I think we, uh, we'll have some good catching up right now, too, as well, with our uh, Sega snippets, right? Test one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. So I sent you, I think it was a picture a couple weeks ago. My, uh, I couldn't get my, I, I bought a, uh, I bought a new TV for the living room. So then I took the old living room TV, stuck it in my game room, and my SCART to HDMI cable for the Genesis for some reason would not work with this TV. I plugged it into other little TVs and it worked perfectly. So I went out and bought the Hyperkin. Uh, Genesis to HDMI cable. Yeah. And it actually works just like the SCART. Uh, the same sweet. the same little menu popped up. Not menu, but like the same little screen popped up when you're not actually having your Genesis on. It looks good. It, no no lag input from what I could tell. Um, and I was I was pretty impressed with it. So I, I, I like playing my Genesis on my big TV. It's just something I've always done. And as close as I can get it to, you know, those, those original graphics, which I know it's not quite there. Um was real impressed with that. I, I may go look at that same cable for other systems like Super Nintendo and uh, Nintendo because I, I was impressed. It was only about 20 bucks. It wasn't like breaking the bank because I think total with that SCART converter, I have bought the converter box, which was like $40, and then the yeah. uh, Genesis SCART cable was like another $10. So uh, 
and to have that not work kind of broke my heart a little bit but the uh the actual cable it worked great and i was real happy with it but i do hate how you had to power up the stupid cable like <laughs> that part drives me nuts <laughs> so i did this real I, I i did this real um innovative in my book way i bought a uh, like a six port usb hub and i uh got those 3m uh styrofoam like not what i'm not trying to say the 3m velcro stuck it to the back yeah. of my uh, tv stand where you can't see it and plug that into my TV, and then it powers all my USB things I need to do. So I am actually powering that cable with that, so you don't have to take up another slot on your surge protector. So it's kind of cool. little cheap way of doing that. Sweet, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've wanted to get into that world a little more, especially after picking up a Saturn and wanting it to wanting to play it on HDMI, uh, and play it better than just AV through there because it kind of it kind of looks janky. Uh, so I I am wondering which thing to get. You know, on the higher end, I could get the OSCC Dealy, which is a it's an open uh, it's an open source device. Yeah. But that's there's something that's sold on Amazon. There's also something called Retro Tink that I think one of our listeners actually uses, one of my, my buddies, Sean. Uh, uh, and I, I'm kind of at a loss because there's just so many different options. Oh, so, <laughs> But, uh, you know, if I, if I have some cash just burning a hole in my pocket, I will definitely <laughs> take a look. <laughs> so we'll see. Otherwise, I do have the, the, the CRT sitting in my kid's room. Uh, which they love having it in there. My girls do. So sometimes, because you know I don't have them all the time. So I'll, sometimes I'll just sneak off in there and play on the CRT. But it is there is something about having games on a nice giant TV. Yeah. Yeah, and it was real funny too because I uh, I was going through some boxes of old retro stuff and I finally found my old uh, original three button controller. I had been using that. Um, Oh, I think it's another hyper. No, is it hyper or retro bit? It's the uh, Ryu Street Fighter six button Genesis controller that has a Genesis uh, plug in. The yeah, I had one of those and it busted on me. Yeah, and I I love it, but there's just something about that three button controller and how big it is that I just <laughs> I love. I and I I love wish the it, chunkiness. Yeah, yeah, and surely somewhere someone's made a version of that. That's yeah, six, six someone's buttons, made it. Right? Someone has made. I know I've seen this. There is a six-button version of the chunky. I need that uh, Genesis controller. Yeah, I, that, you know, I don't mind the the banana ring, battering <laughs> Sega Genesis controller. I think it's actually if someone designed a battering version of the Sega Genesis controller, I would buy it. That'd be pretty sweet. I'm gonna have to Google that later. But uh, <laughs> there's there's just something about it. Just fits my hands well. I don't know. So when we. Uh, just prepping for the show i did buy rampart on uh, online i'll talk about that later but i found the old three button controller and i just it just felt better <laughs> i don't know what it was i just felt i felt at home <laughs> sit back with my original genesis model 2 and three button controller i was good that's good so. yeah i uh speaking of uh sega snippets i don't have a whole lot other than to say that this particular genesis gem as in me, uh, I was on the, like I said, the SNES podcast uh, over there proselytizing uh, the good word of Sega and Sega Genesis and any Sega related products um, just to make sure that the Nintendo 
Nintendo people knew, you know, what the superior system was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, <laughs> Greg and, and, and Joe over there on the SNES yeah, podcast to talk about a game that is very much Sega related because it's a, a crazy uh, amalgamation of Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> and uh, Super Mario Odyssey, but like 20 years before that, you know, just kind of uh, kind of crazy. Uh, maybe not 20, maybe like 15, but it's called Mohawk and Headphone Jack. And uh, go check out SNES podcast on iTunes and everywhere else. And you will find that episode. I think it's releasing soon. And oh boy, what a game. <laughs> Just uh, imagine uh, Sonic the Hedgehog if it was kind of open world and the screen spun around a lot and there was lots of crazy gravity effects and it's basically mode seven the game. Just make sure you play it with a barf bag handy is what I would say because <laughs> I don't know. I find it very charming and interesting and if I was rating it on Genesis Gems, I, I wouldn't rate it garbage. But <laughs> It is not a game for everyone, and there is a reason why um, people have ignored it for all these years. So check that out. And not exactly Sega-related, but the fact that there was a game on the Super Nintendo that at least tried to do something in the vein of Sonic the Hedgehog was interesting. Especially since your main character can do kind of a spin-dash move, and the first boss looks... Almost exactly like Dr. Robotnik, uh, <laughs> like the boss in Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, stage two or whatever. So it's pretty crazy. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to check it out because I saw the screenshots when, uh, I don't know if you, did you share it or so, someone shared it with me? And, oh, uh, I, sh- I shared it on the, the Bit Bros okay. group and it is something else. There is a speed <laughs> run of that game that is well worth checking out. Because, uh, I don't know, I just love speedruns in general. And this guy did it on, his name was PJ, did it on Awesome Games Done Quick. And he just tore through that game. And it was just a very entertaining thing to watch. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I've, uh, that's, other than this game, and I, I popped in a few games just to check out the new HDMI cable. So that's kind of been my Sega um, life. As, uh, as did you get, yeah. Did you get to? Uh, did you, Did you see the thing about Streets of Rage Four and the new DLC? Yes. Yes. Did you was... see who was? Uh, I think it's Max. The modern version of Max is going to be one of the unlockables. Yeah, that'll be interesting because he was never one of my favorite characters. So, kind of, kind of curious about that. But it turns out he's kind of a top tier character in, in Streets of Rage Two if you know how to use them. Yeah, your stunned silence is telling me that you don't agree. No, I'm I'm sure there's a, a beautiful way to use it, but it's just I can't. I don't know. I'm just. No, such, I get you. It's all about skate. I get it. I'm. A, I, yeah, I get it. Sk- skate's fun. I think I've turned into more of a Blaze fan on Streets of Rage too. Okay, but all um, right, that's that's progress. But isn't like Axel's like that that like consistent guy through all like he's always like number two or number one on those games. Like I just I. Every game I've played Axel in, he's 
he's always one of the best. So he's the first guy I picked on uh, Street Rage Four until I unlocked. Um, oh gosh, what the heck's his name? <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Adam. Yeah. yeah Adam, who like shows up halfway through. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. So, but I uh, I put I put a lot of time into that game on the PS4 and PS5. Um, I have it on the Switch. I haven't played it much on the Switch because that's where I bought the physical version. But, you know, of all the lousy ports or the things that get ported to the the Switch, that uh, you know, you're like, why why couldn't they optimize this more? Uh, that game actually runs really well, so I'm happy yeah, about that. Yeah, it's such a good game. I ho- I really hope they can do that same service to you know, games like Golden Axe and you know. Well, I'm really hoping good things for the new Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I was going to say that too. That new Ninja Turtles game looks awesome. The music sounded great, and it just looked like what I wanted it to be. And where, so there's a a barcade close by. I've I've mentioned a few times before, and um, we they have kind of like a you can go take the kids and take the family there before eight o'clock when it actually turns into a real barcade. So, and they're practicing you know pretty good social distancing. So we we go there once a month, and they have both the Ninja Turtles game and then Turtles in Time. So like it's so much fun playing that with my boys, um, three players. So seeing this game come out now, and I, and my youngest loves the Turtles Cypress and Heist on Genesis. So I showed him kind of screenshots and some trailers of that, and he got real excited. So I'm hoping oh, nice. I'm hoping it's good. I don't want to because he he had a lot of fun with Street <laughs> Rage Four with me. Yeah. So I'm hoping that actually happens. My uh, my youngest is huge on couch co-op. We've been playing a lot of the Hyrule Warriors. Um, and he actually doesn't mind playing split screen. We had a good time with that. So he's a he's sweet. A, he's a, he's a, I, he's I haven't played a game. single one of those. Uh, I haven't played one of the Hyrule Warriors or the Persona Strikers or any of those games that mix the Dynasty yeah. Warriors hack and slash gameplay with a with another franchise or like the Dragon Quest Heroes. Like I've wanted to get into these, but you know sometimes my brain just goes is this going to be fun at first and then get tiring real quick? Or am I actually going to have a good time? Or is this one of those things where like, I just need to play it with a group of people yeah, to get the most out of it. And we bought it like a month ago and the first weekend we put probably two hours into it and then we didn't play it again for two weeks. And then just two or three days ago, we put two more hours into it. So it's more like a play some here. Don't play it for a while. Play some more here. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, my oldest and I—we, of course, we're big baseball fans. We bought the uh, the new show game, MLB The Show 21, on the PS5, and uh, having a good time on that. He plays the on he plays the online mode, and then does the uh, I think it's called the Dynasty mode, where you collect baseball cards and do stuff. And then I'm I'm strictly just like I just want to play a season with the Braves. I don't really <laughs> care about all the other crap. So we kind of he plays on he plays under my profile, and I let him do all that other junk, and I play just the season. <laughs> Oh, so here's something that uh, will blow your mind. Uh, my wife, who is not a sports fan, really in the slightest, uh, she got me into something sports related. Got me into it. Uh, I'm I'm like a fair weather sports fan, <laughs> uh, but she got me into a show, um, which wasn't baseball, but it was it was soccer. She got me into Ted Lasso. Oh wow. Uh, on Apple on Apple TV, and uh, it's a really really funny really good show. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, it's it's the show about a, a an Amer- American football coach who 
comes over to coach a Premier League, uh, a Premier soccer team or football team, as the rest of the world knows it, uh, <laughs> to go coach them. And he doesn't know the first thing about soccer. And it's it's pretty great. And you know, I think it started out as a J- Jason Sudeikis character that he did for um, NBC like a few one-off sketches when they were cover- they were doing coverage of soccer matches. But then um, I think Apple bought the rights to the character so th- or you know they bought the rights so they could produce a TV show. And it was surprisingly good and Jason Sudeikis won a Golden Globe. So that's my non-video game but very much sports related um, cool. and it's crazy that my wife got me into that show. So the one who is not into sports so you, you never know I'm, I'm really glad you said that though because i recently i we subscribed to apple music family which is like 14 dollars a month and uh, right. i upgraded it to the package like for 20 dollars a month we get apple music apple arcade and apple tv for that price and i have literally yet to download apple tv on any of my <laughs> my streaming devices so. that's the one that that's worth <laughs> checking out like yeah. just watch an episode of that and tell me like or, or two episodes, and, and you'll be hooked, man. It's it's hilarious, so I, and you you'll dig it. I've just I just now put that on my little to do list. I have <laughs> download Apple TV app because <laughs> I and there's a Mythic Quest, which is there for the video game nerds. It's like a fake MMO thing, so it's a show about them making an MMO, basically. Oh, and so glad you said that too, because there was some random DVD I saw at uh, Walmart yesterday about some video game movie i can't remember what it's called it's something stupid it, it wasn't uh that one where there's like a giant pac-man like invading <laughs> what, what was that one Pixels? called with adam sandler yeah. yeah i never saw that that's actually it. so yeah that got a lot of hate my, my kids we talked about that yeah. you, you saw it you, you, you i like it. it no i yeah. liked it my, my kids and i really enjoyed that movie Oh, that's oh good, man. yeah. Well, what else? We'll probably have to talk about this on Bit Brothers. But have you watched the new uh, Mortal Kombat yet? Yeah, I actually did see the new Mortal Kombat, yeah. and um, you know, I think the saving grace of that movie was probably Kano. Kano um, was if awesome. I'm honest, yeah. <laughs> Kano, Kano so had good. the best lines. I felt like the main character was kind of um, flown in from X-Men, the animated series. Like, he was just a stand-in for Morph, as in, like, a generic character that the writers just kind of made up so the audience could identify with someone. So so <laughs> I, I kind of saw that differently, because, like... Uh, should, we, should we talk spoilers here? I don't know. Uh, just, just uh, I guess, keep a light on the spoilers. Okay, well, I, I thought his story was going to be something different. We'll just say that. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought he was going to turn into something different, which kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. So yeah. I, I kind of appreciated that in, in a sense that way, and, and I hope I can see them using, maybe if they introduce him into the games now, and so there's more of like a, hey, now, now that this character was just developed for the movie, the, maybe we can put him in the games too. I know, more than just generic MMA ability. Yeah. Um, and like some super, okay, so no no spoilers there, but <laughs> yeah. he gets, let's just say he gets something during the film and you're just like, okay, not only does he have, he has plot armor now. 
that's for sure. He very much has plot armor. So I did think it was kind of cool how, this, how that how that tied back to like it, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think what boggled my mind was like, okay, I would say I didn't enjoy it as much as the original Mortal Kombat, but it was definitely better than the second Mortal Kombat movie because <laughs> yeah. uh, it was actually did have a budget and it actually felt like a movie from beginning to end. So and I'm, you know. No tournament. I'm like, where's the tournament? Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of guilty of uh, what they call that hype beast or something. That's probably not a good term. So like maybe when the hype comes down a month from now, I'll think of a different. But I I really like that movie. I liked it better than the original Mortal Kombat movie. So we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it, it's made me like I in went, the moment. You know, in the moment, I had a good time. And there were some honestly cool fatalities, and uh, you know, I was I just saw saw it with my buddy Jesse, just over at his place, and we saw that, uh, and we saw nobody, and yeah, you know, both both entertaining, uh, but yeah, with Mortal Kombat, moment to moment, like the dialogue, yeah, but I would say the the fighting was solid, and the fatalities were solid too. I do like again no spoilers, but I do like how they kind of made fun of themselves a little bit with some of the, you know, <laughs> some of the fan service they gave. Like, I don't know. Yes. There, there was one part I had to explain to my wife because she's never played the games. <laughs> I, was just, I couldn't quite. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, or, or like that. There's one character who he like the only you know which character um, he's kind of introduced at the beginning of the movie. And then like the only thing he says in English is his famous phrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you, I'm like, why did you say those words in English? But I get it because it's, it's from the game. Yeah. You're, you're uh, just waiting for that moment to be said because you know, they're going to say it eventually. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Um, I feel like the beginning of that movie sets up, an even better film, which is what I hope the second movie is, but we'll see. I kind of felt like Outworld was kind of a, a joke. Um, like, who would want to actually be hanging out in, out, in Outworld? Is it Outworld? Outer World? Um, it just felt like kind of a barren desert. <laughs> yeah, and, and, there, and there was a certain character that was on the bad side, per se, that I, I think could have stole the movie if they would have let him I, I loved his voice, and that just—if they would have let it, yeah, yeah. developed him a little more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying my best not to do spoilers, but <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. Was, uh, I mean, cool. we could do a, a spoiler thing. Uh, I would is. say maybe we could do a spoiler thing on the Patreon exclusive portion yeah. of like Big Bros or something. That's a good idea. Let's let's bring that up because I really want to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just put in the blood code and you'll get all of the spoilers i mean th- does it make sense like it may not be the best movie in the world but i just really enjoyed it like maybe it's just one of those things yeah. <laughs> no I, I i enjoyed it in the moment it's more of like one of those movies for me where it's like if i sit there and i try to comprehend what i actually just watch it, it falls <laughs> apart a little bit yeah um, or how these characters get from scene A to scene B, like they're flying across a Game of Thrones map, yeah, like instantaneously. Um, Maybe because yeah. my expectations weren't high. Maybe that was. The thing. Yes, that's true. If your expectations weren't high going to that movie, it'll be great. 
you'll yeah. be you'll you'll have a solid entertaining well, time. And, and, and plus, you know, I didn't have to pay money to see it, so that exactly. was great. And and they're already talking about sequels, which is exciting. So like it, that that's the Oh, whole. they have to. Yeah. I mean, they they absolutely have to because yeah. they left it on such a cliffhanger and there was no tournament, guys. Yeah, exactly. No tournament. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> we should probably yes. get off Mortal Kombat. No, that's Even okay. Because I could talk about it all night. All right. <laughs> well, I guess we could talk about the, the game we want to cover, right? Is that something yeah, we should uh, do? Yeah, Guardians of the Hood, right? Guardians was, of the Hood. That's <laughs> but, what we're talking about today. No, that's a different, that's a much different uh, Atari game. <laughs> Gotta love those Atari games. Need to play more trackballs. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But hey, uh, Aaron, game on. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Alright. So Ram. Wait, before we yeah, before we get into it, I've got a joke for you. Oh, you do. Watch out. What cheese goes around castles? What kind? Mozzarella. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I, I need to share this on the gems page. There was a hilarious uh compilation video of people doing dad jokes <laughs> yes <laughs> there was one where this this wife was doing them uh talking like doing them to her husband and, and of course he hated him but she walked up to the fridge and just started knocking on the fridge and then she opened the door and he goes why did you knock <laughs> he looked she looked at him and said because there may be some salad dressing then I, I lost it. I'm like, that is so bad. <laughs> so good. Oh man, <laughs> it sense. hurts so good. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I did have a joke, and uh, it is about a castle. So, uh, oh boy, did you hear Dracula's moving out of his castle? No. What's yeah. happening? It's getting a big revamp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> so uh, rampart I, I think i mentioned to you how i how i uh fell into rampart uh, and i said it earlier in the show it's because i meant to play rampage and i picked the wrong rom and i'm like what's this clever little game with castles hmm. and and were you playing it on like, nes it was i know both games was, were on nes it was yeah. nes so um yeah and, and of course i've always been very intrigued by anything that's tension so like I've always anytime I see that that company or that logo I want to play those games because it just the whole story with with the, how they came about the Nintendo and um, always oh, intrigued me yeah. anyways so I've tried every time I see that cartridge or just that that uh, company in general I want to play those games I yeah I used to have like a collection of all the black label games yeah. that you could buy even Tengen Tetris and I I was fascinated because it was crazy to be able to play like. Um, stuff that they would release like even shinobi where it's just like oh wow they ported a sega yeah. game to the nes and and now remember that just blowing my mind as a kid it wasn't the best port but it was still pretty cool well and, f- and for the most part tension games were always pretty good like I, i'm a, of course i'm a big yeah, baseball fan so, solid. so rbi baseball always comes to mind when i see yeah. tension i'm like yeah. gauntlet one uh, was yeah. was solid um i would say rolling thunder I, I even enjoyed Skull and Crossbones, which was another Atari games, uh, same developer that did yeah. Rampart. Yeah, I think you hit the nail yeah. on the head there because Gauntlet. Yeah, that was one I always remembered having. I loved those games. But um, yeah, and I and I still say that uh, Tension Tetris is the best yeah. Tetris game on NES. Yep. Fight me. Yeah, fight me, Kelso. <laughs> fight me, Michael Kelso. 
right now. Let's throw down. Yeah. All the proceeds will go to charity. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's really funny too because I know we'll get into this, but I, I don't think I really appreciated what this game did until I until I played some more tower defense type strategy games. Cause, yeah, cause we I, didn't have a name for it as kids. No, no, and, and it, everywhere I read on the internet on the internet was just talking about tower defense, tower defense, and I'm like, I, I guess that has some to do with it because I didn't even like tower defense games until I played the original Plants vs Zombies. Once I played that, I was I was hooked on those type of games. I, I started digging into a bunch of them, but um, and then I went back and played Rampart. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see where this came from. This is no, I get it. This is like tower yeah. defense and action and, and puzzle and, and strategy. Like, it, there's so much wrapped up in this little arcade game. It's not even fun. It's it's basically Tetris with guns. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what, <do you> need? <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> If you can't you know, fix the puzzle, I like shoot puzzle it. Puzzle solving, you just shoot it. <laughs> you shoot the things. That's that's what the that was the meeting in the boardroom when they were pitching game ideas. It's yeah. like, hey, you know that Tetris game? Well, we don't have the rights to it anymore. But what if we just did Tetris with guns? Yeah. I don't like puzzles. Blow it up. <laughs> just blow it up. Make it three player. <laughs> Which I I had I went and googled and found some videos of, of folks reviewing the arcade cabinet. I've never actually seen this arcade cabinet, but I don't know about you, but anytime I see a trackball, I'm very very I'm very intrigued. I love centipede, millipede, I love golden tee golf. Like anything. there aren't like, many uh, three player trackball exactly, games. There. Exactly. There's Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, which is one I have played in the arcade. Very rare though. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Uh, there's only I think there's only like maybe one in the United States that you can play, which is a galloping ghost. So yeah, games with three trackballs, um, I, I think are pretty rare. I think yeah. Marvel Madness had two trackballs, but three trackball games, that's a rare sight. Well, and even Saturday when I went to the barcade, I played a, uh, oh crap, what was that game? Not a target game. Oh, Crystal Castles. I played that. Yeah. Uh, that was a cool one with the trackball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not about the trackball, yeah. just, I think it was pretty oh, innovative yeah. at the time. Um, I think the Genesis controller did. I, I could tell, like when I played this on Genesis, that and this is before I even Googled the arcade machine. I'm, I'm using the control, like moving my cursor around. I'm like, oh, this must have been a trackball game. <laughs> like it just, without a doubt. Yeah, you could kind of tell where it's just like, uh, if I was playing this with a mouse or with a trackball, I would be having a much easier yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> because this game kind of gives you, you have one button that can make you go super fast. But a lot of times for the precision uh, part of the puzzle phase of the game you need to move a little slower i forgot about Unless, that yeah so much yeah you do forget about that which it is helpful when you're trying to shoot the enemies coming at you or shooting the other players um or the other player i guess because this version only has two players you can play but yeah there there is a it's not terrible control it's just it's a little stiffer yeah, and I, I so I, I played it on the Pocket Go that I have. Um, it's just kind of an easy way to, to play games when I'm sitting at the couch watching TV. Right. And the controller there was a little bit more stiff than using the Genesis controller. I, I felt actually playing it on the Genesis was a little, a little easier in my opinion. But um, man, I'm jumping ahead here, aren't I? Uh, yeah, that's no, all right. <laughs> if you guys want to hear about this game, go to Movie Games. But uh, we. <laughs> 
uh, I did go to Moby Games and find some information on this. So the arcade was at, the arcade version was actually released in 1990, and it was released in 91 for the Genesis. Um, of course, it was developed by Atari and published by Tengen on the Genesis. But I think it was wasn't that really published by Jailco? I never can say that name right on the NES. Jailco. Yeah. So it it actually did have a official release. Yeah. It was a licensed game on NES, but in Japan. There was also a Konami version of Rampart, right. which is completely different. That's right. It, it, had it like takes a story the mode core too, gameplay, right? story mode. Yep, yep. Um, you start out in kind of a medieval fantasy times. You have little chibi characters, and then you get all the way up to, um, I think you get up to a, a more modern time period, but you kind of go through different um, scenarios in that game, and it's fascinating. Yep. It still plays a bit like Rampart. But Konami went and did their own thing. That's pretty cool. Bless them. That's Konami. It's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, it was it's I, interesting. I watched, I watched a video yeah. on that before a couple of days ago, and it uh, I don't know. It, even the music sounded good in the beginning, and yeah, really and it's it's it. fan translated now. You can go check it out. Uh, but yeah, there've been a, so many ports of this game. Uh, almost as many as like Prince of Persia, where it just got ported everywhere. Yeah. I think the the list on Moby says Amiga, Arcade, Atari, Commodore 64, DOS, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, uh, the Lynx, NES, Sega Master System, Super Nintendo, probably more. Yeah, uh, DOS, uh, which they added an extra mode to that, and the Super Nintendo where they added some like super mode that uh, <laughs> used a lot of Mode 7 and made the maps bigger. Um, and had like little bosses you would shoot at. Yeah. Yeah. So there have been different versions of this game uh, that changed things up a little bit. But the Sega Genesis version is very much a direct port of the arcade game outside of a few little differences, like the music being slightly different uh, when you're doing the puzzle part of the game. And. Um, of course, being able to have like an options menu and change things up, but also the lack of a three-player mode is probably the biggest change. Yeah, in the arcade game. Yep. And even even the Game Boy version lets you pick a character. That's kind of hilarious, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know if it made much difference in I don't that think version. It did. <laughs> I, I was I was reading up on uh, <laughs> Hardcore Gaming 101 had an article on Rampart and didn't seem like it made much difference in that game. And Rampart doesn't seem like it would be the best game to port for the original Game Boy, but every, I swear, every developer tried anyway. They're like, you know what? This thing is selling like hotcakes. We're going to port every single arcade game known to man to this thing. And we don't care if it works or not. We're going to try it. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. But I would love, yeah. Have have you seen the the cabinet? Because I would love to actually go play it. I, I haven't actually seen the i've never seen the game in person it was just one of those things which i guess we should jump into how did we first hear about rampart um which is i think where we usually start right didn't you say that you accidentally stumbled upon it accidentally clicked it it. (laughs) and for me uh it felt like it was always a, a big part of my childhood but i don't remember playing the game in the arcade um even once which is odd because I remember it being a port of an arcade game. I just remember 
us having it on the Sega Genesis for the longest time. And I don't remember when we got it, but it was just something that we knew was a great two-player game to play. Um, and it was fun single player, just really, really hard. Yeah. And that that was the thing, too. Like, even though it felt like it was really hard when I first popped it in, it, it was intriguing enough that I wanted to learn it. it. It wasn't intimidating enough of a strategy game to where I, I didn't want to come back and play it, if, if that makes right. sense. Right, it's very, very simple to learn. Yeah. And I, I guess we should talk about how you actually play this game because it might seem kind of abstract right now, but <laughs> the game is basically split into phases, right? So there's like a battle phase. Well, first there's a cannon placing phase, which everything is on a timer in this yep. game because it's an arcade game. So you get like a something like a 10 second timer or depending on the difficulty, you can place, I think you start out with two cannons and even before that you pick which castle you want to build your rampart walls around. And you usually get to pick from like three or four. Yeah. And there's different pieces of land according to where you started on the map. And then there's a body of water that's usually like a beachfront. And there's enemy ships. But the game isn't completely real time. Um, it's partially real time. There are moments where the game pauses and says, okay, now we're going to... You know, it gives you text on the screen, tells you what phase you're in. Yeah. So the first phase is you got to place your cannons. The second phase is once you placed your cannons and the time runs out, then it's time for you to basically shoot at the enemy. And the enemy is all the ships in the bayfront. And there are different types of ships, which I don't think I realized this as a kid, but some are ones you want to fire at first over <laughs> other ones which are more like grunt ships because some of these ships will actually have um, invaders on board that when they hit the land can actually come onto the land which is like a checkerboard grid thing and they can mess up your stuff yeah and, and that's where and like so this whole, that's like yeah. the, the first phase you mentioned like picking where you're going to build your wall that's where that kind of strategy comes into play because you can pick a, a an area closer to the water, and it's easier to right. shoot the ships coming, and because your 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 cannons aren't taking as long to hit stuff. But then, like you mentioned, the invaders they're going to come to you quicker and break your wall faster uh, when they actually dock there. Yeah, if you don't kill them first. So there's, there's that trade off there. You got to make like, do I want to be protected more and stay in the back, but do I lose my accuracy? And a very cool right. strategy and piece there. I, I do like that, and there's there's some hidden elements at play there. Uh, I, I do find it interesting that if you set up shop closer to the bay and enemies fire at your wall, if they fire at the wall closest to the, the beach or closest to the, the walls of the game, sometimes it's hard to actually replace those walls because their cannons will knock out pieces of your rampart or your wall. Yeah in that phase and you have to rebuild it and the problem is there are sometimes where they'll knock out a single section of a wall and the only way you can replace that if you don't strategically place your cannons is a single piece and because this game is like <laughs> tetris it's cycling through tetris 
at first it's Tetris like pieces, but then the game throws in all these crazy types of pieces that you never see in Tetris. And you don't know what's coming up next. That's the hard part. Right. And they're like giant Z shapes and giant U's and crosses. And, but at first it starts all nice. It's like, okay, here's a single piece. And then here's like a, an S piece. Um, and you start out with those, which, or like a, a three line piece. And so that's where the, the Tetris part comes into play. It's like once, once you finish with the timed section where you're shooting, the ships or they're shooting at you then you know it does it does the ready aim fire and there's like this really cool speech effect uh and you just hear a you hear a loud sound effect and then it starts and you just hear all the cannon fire once that ends that's when you get pulled into the the building phase which is where you're on a timer, a different timer, I think about 15 to 20 seconds, depending on difficulty. And this is where you are scrambling, like all get out to try and rebuild your your base because uh, in order to not lose, you have to at least have one base completely covered or one yep. castle completely covered by rampart walls and it has to be contiguous you can't have any gaps at all and if you have any gaps then on easier difficulty the game will be like okay you can start over with more firepower yeah, or more yeah. gaps, basically but yeah the strategy is at least for me is uh unless i know i can build real fast and include another base I build that base as fast as I can, and then I start trying to build around an, a, you know, a second base or a third base. And then, like that earlier thing I mentioned, which was don't always, if you can help it, don't build your cannons right against your your rampart walls, uh, because there are certain sections where that cannon will suddenly become a liability. Because it's blocking the way yeah. of you being be able to put a piece down. And it's kind of the same with don't always stick your cannons right beside your castle either. Because it's like, yeah. oh crap, now i got to build a larger wall if I need to hurry up and put one together for the next round. Uh, <laughs> the worst is when you have like you have like 20 cannons. You're like, oh, I'm killing it. And then you like fire them all off. And then it gets to the puzzle round. And then like you get like the timer. You, you feel it's ticking down. Um, you have that nervous energy and it, it's ticking down. It's like five, four, three, two, one. And you have like one more piece to go. One more piece. And like, you don't, you don't get it. And it's just I, like, Oh, I probably played, I'd say a good seven or eight times the other day. And my highest score was like 6,000 just getting killed. And I, I oh, went on, yeah. I went online and watched a couple videos of, of some folks. And when I started seeing them put together the Tetris pieces in a, in a just in a different way, thinking about it a little differently, <laughs> I was like, oh. How, how were they doing it? Well, they, I'm they, just to be curious. Well, I, I always tried to like, and this is just my stupidity. I'm, I'm a dummy. But I, I kept trying to draw like this perfect box around. <laughs> Which you don't, don't need in this. You really just, you don't need the perfect rectangle. Yeah. You really just need contiguous lines. And, and I saw a guy. He closed up the the castle real, real tight. And then he kind of built out to the side like some bigger open spaces. <laughs> so he took care so he could get into the next round immediately. And then he would like actually 
build extra spaces real quick to enclose so he could put new cannons there like immediately. And after I started doing that a little bit more, I started high scoring in the 9,000s, 10,000s, 11,000s. So like just just having that different mindset real quick helped me. <laughs> now I still I'm still I'd still consider myself a beginner in this game, but just just having a different mindset of cuz I'm I'm very I'm probably borderline OCD. I like things in order. And when I play Tetris, I don't like leaving blank spots. I'm very build this line, build this line, build this line. So it was hard for me to think outside the box a little bit until I saw someone else do what they did. Uh, building the walls kind of separately from uh, building around the, the castle every time. Yeah, you can also blow up your own castle, yeah. yep. which sometimes, um, believe it or not, sometimes that can help early on. If you, it kind of reminds me of Act uh, Razor in a way, <laughs> where in that game you would blow up your own, <laughs> your own towns, you know, blow up the buildings. Um, but in that game, you know, it was the villagers who had to rebuild. But in this, sometimes you can blow up pieces of the wall so that you can fit in bigger, yep. you know, bigger Tetris pieces or whatever. That's so cool. And it can it can help. Like we said, it's it's we're talking all the strategy. It, it feels so in depth, but the game goes by so quick with those timers. It's like it does. Face, 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 face. Go, ready, set. I wow. I I do recommend playing it on easy because yeah. the game will sort of guide you along and help you out. So like if you don't get your castle completely covered early on the game will if you only have like a few left or whatever it will fill in the pieces for you yep i thought that was pretty cool yeah that was cool did you and try, funny did you like, try the advanced um this time around? yeah yeah I did, and I I survived a couple of rounds, and then I kind of got crushed. Yeah, which is what typically happens to me in this game. But I I, I come back, you know, I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. So. Yep, yep. I I actually got okay. a higher I got a higher score playing on that, um, but I, I felt like I didn't play as long as what I did in the beginner mode. I don't know if there's some kind of a scaling there or not with the score, but I I did get a higher score playing on the advanced mode. Maybe I got lucky. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone can fact check check me on that one. <laughs> I will say when you're actually firing at the ships to go after the ships with more masts first. So there's like ships with double masts. Yeah. Uh, you should go after them first because they're the ones that have the people that will come out and start trying to invade your land. And, and they're super annoying because yeah. uh, during your building phase – They'll just randomly move around the land and they'll try to occupy an unoccupied castle or they'll just be in your way when you just need one piece and you can't build on top of them. Um, so, yeah, you want to prevent them from even touching on land. Otherwise, you just want to blow them up. Yeah. And again, that's why like, I, I, I usually pick the castle in the middle because like, if I'm too far back, I felt like I couldn't aim. And if I'm too close, I felt like I was constantly getting invaded by those guys you're talking about. So. It's it's really good because you're not too close to um, the the walls of the game. Um, and you, you just there, there are situations where it's like if you get enough damage, the game will actually put pieces of your wall where they can't get recovered at all. Yeah, where they it's like burning. Just, it's like a red piece of yeah. fire. Which sucks. Yeah, that's when you have to start like building zigzags and getting out of the square mentality that I have. 
people quit to get completely out of that mentality and just like, well, you know, this this isn't Bob Villa or, uh, you know, this isn't like uh, trading spaces or, you know, whatever. This isn't some fancy uh, <laughs> property brothers. This is just like, I'm just going to build the, the crappiest shack I can and get on with it. And the worst is like when all you need is like the one square and that's all that will fit. <laughs> oh man i've had that where it's like i just barely nailed one yep yep and then you know like i had one one square to put one can and then they, they had like 20 ships to, to destroy did, did you figure out uh what actually determined you winning in a round no because i don't think i understood that and the problem was i couldn't find the manual for this game uh, and the Super Nintendo version does it differently, where it's like if you just destroy all the ships, then the the round's over. But in this one, I feel like it's more like um, you reach a certain amount of cannons that you have. Something because it's built on some sort of formula like that. Because there'd be times when uh, there there were still ships on the screen, and, and I felt like I was doing awful, and it was like, you know, you win or whatever it said. Yeah, you win. It's like maybe it's because you had superior firepower. Um, or the game just realized, oh shoot! Yeah, I didn't take it out. I did find the manual here, and it's it's funny that you called them phases because that's exactly what they're called. So that's cool. I probably said it on the screen. I just missed it. But. Yes, <laughs> if you have the manual, tell me more about the game. Is there a story we don't know about? Well, I can absolutely read that once I find the page. Let's when see. Moses went to Rampart Land. Here it is. Here's the introduction. Go. Is that the story? Is yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, <Okay>. it says, <laughs> it says, get ready to experience the ultimate test of your strategic survival skills in this addictive game of war and pieces. Your mission. War and a, pieces. I like that. <laughs> your mission, very funny. <laughs> your mission as a Rampart commander is to defend your beautiful shores against the enemy army. Fortify your fortress with powerful cannons, then let them have it. After the battle, repair the damage done to your fort by skillfully manipulating and placing vital wall pieces. Surround your castles and expand your territory to increase your power. The opposition won't be easy. The invading forces will be will employ gunships, flagships, troop carriers, and anything else they've got to stop you. Defend your turf successfully, and you'll move on to conquer other landscapes. If playing against the computer isn't enough of a challenge, take on a friend in an exciting two-player war. Place your pieces, aim your cannons, and fire away. Rampart requires both fast hands and fast thinking. So whatever you do, don't lose your head, because if you, because you will if you lose. Oh man, you you will. Uh, I don't know if you've played this two-player. Yeah, but, there's, there's a guillotine. Uh, there right? is a guillotine scene <laughs> yes. that, like, I really appreciated when I was a kid. Uh, especially like if I played this against my my older brother and you know I happened to cream him at it. And I was like, oh, yes, this is the best part. <laughs> yeah, I can't. But then see. when he'd win, I would feel I'd be like, oh man, does it? <laughs> do you have to do? Does this have to happen? Come on. And it seemed violent when I was a kid. I was like, oh man, this is like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Taking the head off, right, right Little down. Little did up. I know that was real life. It was the French Revolution. I always remember Johnny Cage's fatality in, in MK2. He's right, right down up. You would know, cut your head right off. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't see anything in the manual that talks about it. It just says, destroy their ships, carriers, troops, and successfully rebuild to survive and win. And then okay, but it doesn't. It doesn't tell you the uh, 
different types of ships or anything? Let me see. Different types of ships. Yeah, there are different types of ships. So the gunships, they head for your shoreline. Firing aggressively, these ships retreat after one cycle. Troop carrier, these strong ships are smart and will try to evade your shots. These are the only ships that can offload troops, so stop them from reaching the shore at all costs. You got flagships. These high-ranking ships are fast and will fire powerful flaming cannonballs that will attempt to land next to a castle and destroy them early. And then the troop units. These pesky enemies can only move during the build and repair phase. Oh, it's what they offload. They will attempt to land next to a castle and destroy it following battle. Destroy them with cannon fire or surround them. Oh, I didn't think about did that. We, <laughs> yeah, did, did we talk about how you can only... You have a limited amount of shots, right? You've got this cursor yeah. that moves around um, like you're pointing a gun at the screen, which I, I would love to be able to play this game with a light gun, to be honest. That, that would be the, <laughs> the best. Cool. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I, I would love that version of this game. Um, but you can only <laughs> fire off as many shots as, as cannons you have, yeah. and, and then it kind of goes on a reload cycle. And so you have to be very careful and very strategic because the ships will, will move in different patterns and then <laughs> you know you'll be shooting and then the cannon takes a while to actually shoot so you'll want to make sure that you're firing before a ship moves in the direction you think it's going to move in uh, and then sometimes i just do the the spray and pray <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just fire across the <laughs> as many enemies as possible and just hope i hit some of them that's like, I play paintball a few times in real life. That was always my, uh, <laughs> like the speedball. I don't know if you ever saw that, where they just start you in like, uh, this, this little tiny room with a bunch of blow-up uh, <laughs> obstacles. Sorry, like, I, I only played uh, <laughs> laser tag with uh, small children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never got to play paintball. I got there one-on-one -on -one with a guy. And, uh, he was really good, so I just stood up and just started <laughs> screaming, Spray and pray! <laughs> He, oh, he of course, he, he popped up, looked at me, and shot me once right in the head. So <laughs> that was no good. Hey, paintball is no laughing matter. No, no, no. People take it very seriously. They really do. <laughs> so if we were to give this game a genre, now that we know there's such a thing called tower defense games, what would you call this? I think it's more of a hybrid, but what do you think? I would call everything that came after this a Rampart-like. Yeah, there you go. Rampart-like. <laughs> rampart light. <laughs> right? Rampart like Rampart light. So every tower defense game would be a Rampart light. Yep. <laughs> but it, it, I, I just wondered, like, it's something I didn't go check, but I wonder if, like, you know, the, the games that made, uh, the company that made um, Plants vs. Zombies, which I think it was what, Bottle Cap. Um, yeah. Like, if they were Im influenced by this game, because after, um, after kind of playing I kind of wonder. I, I, I would guess that some of the people on that team would be old enough to have grown up with this game. But it's more likely that they were influenced directly by stuff like de desktop defense or the original tower defense. Well, the de facto tower defense game, which mm -hmm. I think was a, um, I think it was a Warcraft three uh, thing that was a tower defense thing. Okay. But I could be wrong. Um, I don't know much about the. the tower defense but yeah there was something called there was something called a uh, desktop defense okay and there were some early like flash based 
tower defense games before companies really caught on. We're like, oh, shoot, we should charge people money to play these and not just have them in browsers. <laughs> so, I mean, now it's now it's an actual genre. Uh, but it is really cool that we have stuff like Rampart, which predated that or like uh, Herzog's Y which we still need to cover, which is sort of like a prototypical real-time strategy game. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, to your to your question, what I, I would just call everything else a Rampart Light. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> just, turn, just turn it around. Just like a roguelite, roguelike, you know. If people can say that nonsense, then uh, we can say <laughs> Rampart. That's right. You're right. That's pretty cool. So, uh, how about the uh, sound of the game? I, I I thought it did a very good job. Um, I thought it did a good job. I thought the sounds that were in the game were, were great. It did feel a little bit sparse. Yeah. And they did it did lack some of the sounds from the arcade game, but overall, uh, it was pretty solid. And I, I liked the like when you died or when you played against two player and they died, you hear the doon doon do 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 I got I thought that was cool. I thought the uh, the sound effects were solid. Uh, maybe not as cool as like Gauntlet Four, which came later. Gauntlet but uh, <laughs> I mean that music in that game's epic. Uh, but it was it was solid. It was a solid effort. And I, I do think it's odd that they changed the music during the puzzle phase, but you know, wasn't wasn't bad. Kind of had like a almost like a surf beat to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which I thought was funny, but they they kind of gave it more of a, a thinking man's part. And then the, the the I like that the music kind of gets faster as the time runs out. Yeah, yeah, so that was a nice touch. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I like the little jingles, like when you actually cover up a castle. And, uh, it's, almost like a, some it's almost like a cool, port. iconic sounds in this game. It's kind of the uh, retro way of doing force feedback, the way all these new controllers are doing it. Those little, those little uh, sound clips of <laughs> yeah. making something. I don't out. know if I can handle force feedback on, on Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah. man. I think. Uh, like a Sonic game. <laughs> I mean, I thought blast processing was enough, but if we had force feedback, shoot, <laughs> man. Oh, these new games, man! Like this, this PS5 controller is kind of blowing my mind. But I heard, yeah, like I'm playing the new baseball game, and like, like I, I'll catch a ball on the ground and run at the first base, and every step is felt in my hand. This is weird. I don't know if I like it or not. Yeah, where it has just like this really interesting haptic feedback. Uh, it's kind you of, know, it's kind of I... making third-party controller companies like obsolete, though, because I don't think anyone's gonna make like that kind of a piece of technology at a third party we'll see oh right they're gonna kind of lag behind but what's funny is that the only ps5 game i've played so far is one that i don't even think really takes advantage of it but maybe it does which was streets of rage 4 got to play that at my buddy's place yeah Yeah, i don't think Uh, so (laughs) but i think it was no i think that was literally just the ps4 version so yeah that's what i got nothing special there and then did you get to play cyberpunk on there yeah ps5 yeah it's a that's a whole other story, but yeah, I did play it. Oh, <laughs> did, did you actually wait? Did we talk about that? I think, or maybe you talked I think about Mike it. Mike and I that. did, yeah, 
you we might were, have talked about it. Were, were you was it positive or was it? That was okay. I mean, it it was glitchy as all get out. They crashed on me oh, probably man. 30 30 times. I'd say, but I beat it. I I stuck around and beat it. I really enjoyed it while I played it, but it's not something I'm excited to go back for. You know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. you were so hyped for that game. I was. You know, you know what game won't ever let you down? Fallout. <laughs> I was going to say Rampart, but if you want to go for Fallout. <laughs> no, no, I was wanting another Fallout experience, but I didn't get it. So. But yeah, Rampart, you're, you're exactly right there. Because I, I, I do. I love the games that you can pick up and play, and this is one of them. You can play a session in, what, like five, ten minutes? And yeah. You're done. And, and uh, it doesn't... In, in There is a huge multiplayer aspect to this game that we haven't really touched on. And it completely changes how the game's played. Yeah. Because uh, the the single player is great, and we can go on about that. But we should talk about a little bit about the multiplayer, which is uh, you know, unfortunately, it's only two players in this version. But that's not that's not a bad thing. Uh, it just means that there's more space for you to cover on the map um, between the two of you. But what it also means is that you both are trying to go through your different phases. So yep. each player has phases and it's not like this person goes and then this person, it's not like a turn-based thing. It's everyone has phases at the same time. So there's a building phase and then there's a shooting phase, but instead of shooting boats, you're shooting each other's castle walls and you're trying to, get the other player to the point where they can't rebuild their their castle like you're, you're trying to screw them so bad basically you're <laughs> trying right. to mess them up and trying to make sure that they're building in the worst possible places and shooting just to be a jerk shooting one little piece out of one little section of their castle which you know is going to be hard to repair yeah. and that is a very satisfying feeling there's some games where it's just like multiplayer is just so good and that feeling of just like being able to needle the other player just a little bit <laughs> just that just to have a tiny little advantage or just like you know they're only able to rescue one castle and you've you've got two castles it's just like that superior firepower thing you get that feeling you get playing uh risk almost in a, in a different way where suddenly it's like oh i've suddenly got the advantage or like hey suddenly i i've got Four my four more guys to place down, and they've only got two or three, you know, three cannons, whatever. So I think there is a different energy to this game when you play it multiplayer. Yeah, and I, I saw some videos of some guys playing the three player on arcade. That looked insane. I mean, they were just oh, it did. Yeah, yeah it made me think of Warlords a little bit. That would be really cool to play a three player. Um, I think some of the home versions have it. I want to say Commodore 64 and DOS, but none of the home console versions have it, like, uh, at all. But that that would have been cool. Uh, I would also love a two-player co-op version of this game. How cool would that That'd be? That would be cool, yeah. Where you're both... And there's, like, Tension Tetris on NES. Yeah, and Tension Tetris on NES lets you do two-player co-op and i remember playing that once with a friend of mine and he was just like it was so nerve-wracking for him he was just like i'm so anxious i can't imagine like how you'd feel about this because yeah playing playing rampart co-op would be insane 
I think. Yeah. It would be a great experience, though, if, if something like that was possible. It makes me wonder if someone has taken the idea of Rampart, kind of like someone took the idea of Herzog's Y, and was like, well, what if someone actually made a sequel to this? Uh, so that makes me wonder if there's like a, if there could be some, some sort of like competitive version of this game for a modern crowd. Yeah. Cause I, I really do think there is, um, a competitive quality to this game that could work in a, in a modern setting that I think someone could adapt this if they haven't already. And I just don't know about it where they're like, Oh yeah. Like, or it leans more into the tower defense or, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. It just makes me wonder. And, and I'm sure it's like a Google search away. Who knows? Exactly. But um, I don't know. I, I think there's only so much we can talk about with, with Rampart. It's not a very long game. You can finish the campaign. <laughs> Uh, but I never have. No, no, I was nowhere close. Uh, I think I made it to like the second second so stage, hard. maybe. That was the farthest I got. Yeah, I've conquered an island. Yeah. But then they give you a bigger island. Yeah, and that that's what makes it so fun for like arcade type high score games because you don't really feel like you have to beat it. You just let me try to beat my high score again, you know. Right. And I I really enjoy that aspect of that. And I, that's how I always approached Tetris as a kid. Like I knew I was never going to get real far on Tetris on my Game Boy, but. Man, if I didn't get a little further and further every time I sat down on the couch and played Tetris for 10 minutes, it's just kind of a nice little feeling to play arcade games like it. Yeah. Cool. But I do like that idea about, you know, <laughs> competitive multiplayer. That's pretty sweet. I think, like, that's what happened with Herzog's Y. I mean, there's that game called Air Mech, which yeah. they pretty much took Herzog's Y as a concept and ran with it in a multiplayer setting. Uh, and you know now it's uh it's it's a moba or yeah i think it's it's a moba type game in a way um so really really fascinating that they were able to take that and and take that concept and make it into something else so i wonder if someone has done it with uh with rampart because it's like someone had to have gone like you said like oh shoot um, you know, tower defense in a way was already a thing with Rampart. Wonder if we can bring back the puzzle part or the you know building walls to secure your tower or something. So yeah. who knows? That's cool. I, I I think the high score thing like should make more of a comeback. Like I I love that that again that barcade I go to. They have a I've never been, but they have like a Friday night pinball night where each one of the pinball machines have their like high score winners and they post it up on the wall um, beside the bar. <laughs> so like every Friday night people come <laughs> in and have these big pinball tournaments and see who can, you know, get their uh, name up there. Like, that's really cool. I would love that. Yep. Yeah. Cool. What else did we cover? Uh, you can change the difficulty and the options. I did see that. You can, uh, you can change the difficulty and I want to say the speed but I couldn't tell if that was only in single player, if that was multiplayer. Yeah. To the manual. What does the manual say? The manual. Did I already close that window? I really did. <laughs> Don't you Come love on, that? Nick. I know, man. Come on. Slipping on the job. It's this stupid uh, new Mac I got. I had to... I keep hitting the wrong button. That's my problem. It's the return <laughs> of the Mac. Return of the Mac. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I never knew what they were saying until I Googled it one day. <laughs> 
I think you're so. like Mac Daddy. Mac, Mac, what? Mac. Where is the options screen? It was, it was about uh, Ronald McDonald. What the song was really about. Yep. You should not. Yep, so there is a player. You can change player speed. Adjust the cursor speed for controller one. Yeah. Which I would rather... I think it's the Japanese version of Marble Madness that has trackball support. I wish this game had trackball support or mouse support. (laughs) Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Yep. If there is a enterprising hacker out there... (laughs) Get on it. Cool deal. Give the people what they want. All two of us. All two of us, yeah. Make it happen. (laughs) We'll support your Kickstarter. That's right. (laughs) You have 20 bucks. Anyways. (laughs) What else, man? I feel like... uh... No, I feel like we've hit it. Have you, have you gotten to play this multiplayer at all? No, um, I couldn't get my kids into it. You should it. try it out with one of your kids. I, I tried. Uh, did they try it at all yet? No, they just kind of looked at it and were like, that doesn't look fun. It's <laughs> like uh, so you got to get them in a round. Uh, I, I think I could convince my, my oldest to play it with me. I, I don't think... You know what? We might have played it once. I really can't remember... Uh, it's very possible we played it once or twice, but I know when I was younger, I would play this with my older brothers a lot. Yeah, uh, and we would just go back and forth, and this was this was just a game we got a real, real kick out of um, because it, it felt like a game. It didn't feel like Street Fighter, where you felt like you were good with one character and maybe not another. Like I felt like I was on equal footing with this game. You know, yeah, like I, yeah. I had the same level of strategy and know-how that my older brothers did, and it wasn't like a hockey game where I was accidentally scoring on my own go, <laughs> my own goal because I was dumb. Um, yes, that really did happen. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I'm scoring so many points." <laughs> They're just like, "Yeah, you are. <laughs> Keep it up, buddy." My, my brother Gordon, he's just like, "You're doing great, buddy. Keep it up. <laughs> Good effort." Oh, I remember. That was before I, I learned the rules of the, the game. <laughs> yes. My I still own. think icing's a dumb rule. Come on. It is, right? Yeah. Who needs icing? I turn it off. Turn that stuff off. I was like the king of the cheap moves in any fighting games with my brother. I did this combo with the Ryu or Ken where I would I'd jump, do a kick, and then leg sweep, jump, kick, leg sweep, jump, kick, leg sweep. <laughs> oh, he gets so mad at me. That's the only way I could Speaking beat him. Speaking of which, wasn't there a leg sweep in Mortal Kombat? I could have sworn that, uh, and it was like a nod to the game. I want to say it was like that was the part. Gang busted out a, a leg sweep. Yeah, that that was the part I couldn't quit laughing at because I think Kano. Oh, or like the. Is that the only move you're gonna do? Yeah. Use your uppercut. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I I think when Kano was like training, like they kept giving him a leg sweep. Then I think he said something like, "Is that the only move you can do?" Which was Ah. which was kind of a nod to people who spam that move. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So so much. Did we want to talk about? I guess the other thing to talk about, well, Atari themselves has a, a huge pedigree, but I guess it's the, there's a few different divisions of Atari at this time, right? Like there was a home division and there was an arcade division and they kind of split up at some point. I want to say, uh, 
where they had one division making certain games and another one making other games. Um, and I don't know exactly how it's split. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else they had right they had out around this time because I want to say there was like uh, Rampart was 1990, right? Mm-hmm. And you also had Race Driving, Pit Fighter. Um, and a few other ones like I've never even played the clacks that was real huge um, so it was it was really a really interesting time for this game to come out where it was kind of like the last hurrah of, of classic arcade games and unique concepts before fighting games just kind of dominated yeah kind of like how we just keep on breaking into conversations about fighting games <laughs> exactly. fighting game movies uh, it was kind of the same way in, in 1990 91 like you know Street Fighter 2 is about to hit the scene um, and sort of wipe the floor with any other unique arcade games. Like, this this game wouldn't have survived in the arcade had no. it come out uh, even a few years later. Like everybody was just stuck playing Street Fighter and anything like it. Uh, so this was sort of like one of the last hurrahs, I feel like, in terms of really, really unique gameplay design. That's kind of the final word I have on Rampart. What say you? <laughs> what say me? I was kind of looking at the list of games that you were talking about around that time. I think you pretty much got them all there. Uh, yeah, the, I don't, the I don't Fighter, know. Clacks. Hydra or Thunder Jaws. Um, I never played those. I did play Race Drive in the arcade. Uh, I did play Batman once. Um, and I, I think... Cyberball 2072. I, I only played Guardians of the Hood, <laughs> which is like 1992, and that was that was them like, oh shoot, uh, it was like a beat 'em up, but it was just like really terrible, uh, yeah. not so great. There's a lot but of yeah, not so great beat 'em ups uh, back then. <laughs> yeah, and then I think the last game Atari Games actually made. One of the last ones was San Francisco Rush 2049. Yeah, which I like those games. It's like the yeah. like car stunt games, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was never a Rampart 2. We do know that there were... Atari did have, like, canceled sequels to Marvel Madness. Yeah. And there's prototypes and Primal Rage 2. <laughs> but sadly, no Rampart 2 that I know of. Really didn't like Primal Rage, and I really hated that other fighting game where you turned into animals. <laughs> I can't remember what that game was. <laughs> what Bloody Roar? Yeah, oh, couldn't stand that game. Oh okay. yeah, Bloody Roar Two is pretty solid though. It's like sixty FPS on the PlayStation. I don't know, man. Hmm. You missed I just, out. I guess it just went my jam. I was into like, what was it, Soul Blade at the time before Soul Calibur? And That's and, fair. Yeah, those kind of games. You know. You just liking the the better made games, I guess. I while us peasants played the scraps, I and it was kind of sad though because I ignored Street Fighter for many years after I hit the Tekken phase, and you know I, I never played the Alpha games till later on because I'm like, oh, it's oh too, man, that's too cartoonish. And then I go back, I'm like, man, this game's great. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're too cartoonish. That's, yeah, I really am. And you, and you try to go back and play Tekken One, you're like, this does not hold up. <laughs> oh. Tekken three holds no. up. I'll give it that. But I mean, one, I think it's great so that they 
you know, you, you bring Tekken home and then like you boot it up and there's like a little, what was it, Galaga or something? I think it was a uh, Galaxian. <laughs> it lets you play Galaga Maybe. or Galaxian yeah. and it lets you play Starblade in one of those. That I was one like, oh, that's great. Red Racer, you... Red Racer had it. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yep. We should probably well, do some achievements, right? Yeah, we should do some achievements. All right. Retrofitted achievements. How about that? The Channel for Slams Retrofitted Achievements. I've got three, which is more than I usually have. <laughs> not sure what. Oh, nice. Not sure where I can. Maybe it's just the arcade thing here. But uh, my first one. I think all mine are actually nods to arcade games. My first one is just called Tetris, and that's completing a barricade around one of the castles. So. Nice. I had a hole-in-one, which is to so thoroughly destroy, uh, in two-player mode, the uh, enemy's walls in like one particular spot that uh, you... I think you can cause a crater in two-player mode. Someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I'll just go with it. There you go. Still stands. <laughs> Uh, my my last two are actually uh, nods to NBA Jam, so that's fun. Uh, this one is Airball, and that's missing a ship completely when you shoot. It's right in the water. Nice. Um, I think I had one more, and that was... Uh, what was it? Oh, Better Than Aaron, which is uh, beating the game, because I've played this game for most of my life and I've never seen the ending so if you see the ending let us know because you are <laughs> definitely better than Aaron you get to put a pirate in the guillotine that's right <laughs> All right. my last one is from way downtown and that's uh, hitting a ship that's in a corner furthest away from your uh, corner pocket corner pocket nice. <laughs> side, <laughs> side pocket that's going to be a good one to cover oh yeah alright <laughs> Well, let's uh, go ahead and ask the big question here. Is Rampart on the Genesis, is it a gem? I don't know. We'll find out. Mm. Is this game a Genesis gem? Is it good? Or is it garbage? Moby ranking for this was right at, and this is the user score, 3.4 out of 5, which kind of shocked me. I thought it'd be a little higher. Yeah. Um, one of the notable reviews came from Mean Machines back in January of 93. Uh, gave it an 81 out of 100 and said, uh, to be considered as a two-player canon frenzy only because of one-player mode, it just won't stand the test of time. All in all, though, it's definitely one of the best combat games for the Mega Drive around. Hmm. And, of, and of course, we ask you guys, the listeners, what you think of this game, and we do post that on the BitBros group page. And you can find that page at facebook.com slash group slash bit brothers and we asked this question back on april fools so hope, hopefully no one thought it was uh you know an april fools joke but uh <laughs> michael kelso is the first person to respond and says uh give up on sonic 3d i don't blame you <laughs> <laughs> thanks michael and uh i'm going to pronounce his name right this time uh, I, I need to write this yes. in the notes so i never forget this but josh diekman i'm so sorry for how many times I've probably slotted your name. <laughs> he and I actually kind of went back and forth on the on the post here, uh, me apologizing to it. So I'm going to give him a big shout-out. Thanks, Josh Diekman, for always being there and supporting us and commenting. But uh, he says, I haven't played the Genesis version specifically, but Rampart is a gem. 
It still holds up even as a very early strategy game, and its roots as an arcade game mean it doesn't slow down and stays engaging. And the last one comes from someone you're probably familiar with, uh, Gordon Hickman, who says, "Oh hey, who says Jim?" <laughs> yeah, I definitely played it with him when I was a kid. So that's <laughs> awesome. My older brother. That's cool. So, Rampart for me, I'm actually going to say this is a gem. I I love this game. Um, hey. I after getting it again and, and putting it in the Genesis, I've I've had a blast. Like the past few weeks, where we knew we were going to do this game, I I played it probably once a day, and I played it on my break at work the other day and had a blast with it and popped it in for you know 30 minutes uh, the other night and played it. And actually last I want to say Saturday because we were supposed to record this on Sunday, I probably played it for two hours straight and it just it wasn't even taking notes. I just sat there and played it and you know I'd listen to a podcast and. And do the same thing. So, the fact that this is a this is a strategy game mixed with puzzle, mixed with a little bit of action, and being able to play a whole round in five to ten minutes is kind of kind of kind of mind-boggling that they were able to fit that much depth and that much strategy and that much thought into an arcade game. So, like, big props to to Atari for even making this game back in 1990. Um, you know, and, and being able to do that. So, I, to me, I think this is kind of a forgotten game, and I don't think people give this enough recognition as they should so and like like i said with me it was more of a oops i, I accidentally hit rampart instead of rampage <laughs> so, <laughs> but this game to me is a gem i i i definitely think it's uh, worth anyone who's ever not played this don't let the graphics you know, fool you that they're not the most engaging yeah you know? it's not the most flashy yeah but it's it's fun it's fast paced it controls well it, it makes sense it doesn't take long to understand it. Like I, I even taught myself how to play it without watching people how to play it. But um, give it a try if you never played this game. But uh, I'm gonna call it a gem. Yeah, uh, I will also call it a gem. Uh, you know, it's not. It, it, it's almost arcade perfect, except for the fact that there's no three-player mode and, and no trackball. But it, it captures the essentials, and it's engaging to me and, and very simple but elegant in design and, and gameplay and I feel like it's a it's a strategy game of sorts but also an action game just a really unique hybrid it, almost in a way reminding me of Herzog's Y in that same way where it's action and strategy kind of nicely melded together but this one's even simpler and easier to understand and I think it can appeal to just about anyone if they give it a shot uh, the only knocks I really have against the game, even though I still think it's a gem, is, uh, you know, lack of three-player mode. And I would say because it is kind of a bare-bones port of the arcade game, it didn't yeah. quite get as ambitious as the Super Nintendo version or the DOS version um, or go full-on crazy like the Famicom version. <laughs> but... Um, as they say in other parts of the world, it does what it says on the tin. It is Rampart, and <laughs> it's all about Ramparts. And it's an arcade smash, and that's what it does. And you know what? It is one of those games where there are some games where you put in, you play it for five minutes, and you're done, and you go off and play something else. But this game does have a addictive one-more-go quality to it that just keeps me coming back. It's, it's a game that I can find myself losing an hour or two hours yep. just playing, just trying to beat my high score. And, and 
and not getting so frustrated or feeling that the game was too cheap. It always felt more like, oh, well, I could have used better strategery or done something better on my side um, to to make things go better. Now, I would be interested in, like, taking a Game Genie and going, like, oh, what would this game be like with an (laughs) infinite timer? I would just build, like, around the entire perimeter of the island. And then I think the game would just end and be like, oh, you have superior firepower. But that's something I will try later, maybe. But as it stands, I think this game is a gem. I don't know where we will rank it. Uh, But, yeah, it's a solid gem for me. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely lay the gavel down and call this a gem. And speaking of ranking, I wanted to share my screen, Aaron. We didn't Good, do this last I, time. I can't remember where the updated list is, which site it's on. It's on and the, when I go try and search for the, the BitBrothers site, um, I get some Bitcoin thing. I get Bitcoin's some... Fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> buy Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in India. That's not the one I wanted. Yep. So I, I gotta, okay. I gotta I'm looking ask, at your screen. Here. I got to ask a real stupid question. Do you remember where we ranked Sonic 3D Blast? Wasn't it like right below Wolfchild? Because I didn't update the site last time. Oh, yeah. It was right below Wolfchild. Okay, it okay, was. Cool. So that, that's good news. Oops. Oh, man. Nick, you're not connected to the cloud? Come on. Oh, is it not? Oh, it's saved. Should be good. No, I'm just kidding. I okay. thought you changed it last time. I'm just picking on you. Okay, so Sonic 3D Blast. Listeners, you're getting that. Oh, no. I think it was right below oh, Wolfchild. Oh, what am I doing? You're right. Hmm. Wolfchild fans are riding in the streets as we speak. Well, they would be, uh, but they haven't heard the episode yet. But they will be. That's right. I don't like Google Docs uh, interface. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. What episode are we on? 89, 88? Hey, hate 89. the player, not the game. That's right. That's awesome. Okay. So we, we're going to say this is a gem, of course. And where is that going to rank? So, uh, I, what's our lowest so gem? I, our lowest gem, let's see what our Jackson. lowest gem is. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Ooh, I... Man, I think it can go up here a little bit. I don't know. I think so, too. Okay, so let's let's kind of go through some of these real quick. Let's say, let's start at Saturday Night Slam Masters and, and go below that and see what we got. We got Royal Rumble. We got Rambo 3. This is like a 37. Uh, Desert Strike, Beavis and Butthead, Mercs, uh, Altered Beast, Target Earth, Kid Chameleon, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Uh, so here's where I would personally rank it. I would put it right above Mercs because it actually has a two-player mode. I'm probably just below Beavis and Butthead because I have slightly more nostalgia for it. But maybe you'd put it above nope. Beavis and Butthead. I, 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 was, I was right there. I was right with you. That's hilarious. Okay. So I yeah, agree. Mercs, the only knock against Mercs is it's like a three-player game in the arcades, and it's only one player in uh, on, on the Sega Genesis version. That's the only real knock against it. So anytime a, a, there's a tiebreaker <laughs> and a game has a better multiplayer or it has multiplayer, it's probably going to beat out Mercs. <laughs> I like the logic. That makes a lot of sense to me. So. <laughs> Yeah. So that that's cool. So Rampart is now the new number 40 game on our ranking list, right below Beavis and Butthead and right above Mercs. And Merc. we just have to cover, yeah, uh, we'll have to cover more garbage here soon just that's to right. even things out. Let's see if and, that 
Hmm. Do we even know what we're gonna play next? I don't know. We 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 gotta do some like RPG or something. Maybe we? we should do. Oh yeah. I I think we should. We'll we'll talk about that off air. Uh, or maybe Nick will mysteriously put in some music for something if we figure it out. That's a good idea. Come on, put that on my notes. Yeah. And then you listeners will get to figure out what game it is. That's right. You're seeing, I'm sharing my screen with Aaron. He's seeing all the junk I do on. <laughs> Sweet. All right, cool. Well, awesome. Yeah, so check out the music we just played and uh, join us next time. We're going to do something a little, little fun, something we haven't done before. Yeah. I, I guess that's the point of an episode by a game by game podcast, something we've never done before. <laughs> I'm getting tired and I'm rambling. <laughs> All no, right, that's man. all right. Maybe it's time for another EA game. Oh, no, I don't know. We we'll, did we'll figure a lot out. of those, didn't we? <laughs> We've done a lot of EA. Well, it's. I mean, they're just prolific on the system. Let's be honest. Yep. <laughs> well, all right, man. Well, I don't have anything else right. to share. I don't either. Uh, just keep on rocking in the free world. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and I will catch you all later. All Good right. talking to you, buddy. Catch you later. You too, man. See ya. Yeah. Thank you for being a jam. Played you once and now I'm back again. Your card is true. You're the pearl in my Sega world. And if we threw a party, invited all the hosers we knew, you would see the greatest game would be for me. I put the card in and I say thank you.